Hey everyone, welcome to Business Access by TD Image. My name is Diego D'Souza, and today you are going to be inspired because we're talking to Ashley Williams. She is the owner of Razar, and she is an excellent and incredible woman that is inspiring me. Ashley, how are you? Oh, great. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. It's such a pleasure to be with you today. I, I don't think I, I gave it enough umph, but I, I, I love it. I love talking to you <laughs> because you inspire kids. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I still feel like a kid at heart myself, honestly, at times, even though I have to realize that I'm not anymore, but gotta love those kids. Yes. Uh, well, I'm married. My wife tells me that she doesn't want any more kids because of me. So... <laughs> We'll see where that's going, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, Ashley, really quick, tell us a little bit about your background and what made you get to Razar. Yeah, sure. So, my background is I actually um, am from Michigan. I grew up just outside of Detroit, and my high school had a television station where I really, I could say, like dabbled into broadcast journalism all four years of high school. It was really for me like a calling. Um, I developed a TV show. I also hosted TV shows and I did everything related to production, like camera operator, floor director, audio engineer, you name it. I wanted to learn it and I did it. And then from there, I um, went to the University of Southern California to study broadcast and digital journalism, go Trojans. And I also um, was a part of the debate team uh, there, which I got a scholarship for, which really helped me to own hone in on like my journalistic um, skills, researching, all of the speaking, all of those things. And then I really, I tried to do a lot of different internships while in college as well from my first one, which is um, NBC, Dateline NBC, from uh, Today Show, People Magazine, BBC Mundo, CNN, uh, just everywhere. I was trying to learn as much journalistic uh, skills as I could. And then after college, I went to work for NBC News in New York, and I worked for the Today Show, um, the Grio, when it was first getting going, which was a lot of fun, and also um, MSNBC with Al Sharpton's show, which was also fun. That is so awesome. I, Thank I, you. And then I went to a station in Baltimore, and then ultimately I went to USA Today, where I hosted a show and also managed a video series for them. Did you also take over the world? I tried. <laughs> <laughs> and she's running for president and she's guys I like she just really doesn't have time to go down her whole list right now so she's going to keep it short. No. <laughs> that is so awesome. You're I'm so great. You're so funny. That's awesome. A lot of people, here's what inspired me to talk to you is that a lot of people during these times had issues. This is what um made us start the podcast is we wanted to inspire businesses. We wanted to talk to people about moving forward and finding that route. And you inspired me because when we talked a couple of times, you always sounded motivated and you always sounded like you're moving forward. And I want to find out where do you get that umph in your life? How do you get there? How do you keep going? Thank you. That's so sweet of you to say. Uh, I feel like it's been a lot of, uh, I guess, not necessarily failures, but I think redirects, I'll call them, because I like to try to be positive or stay positive. And a lot of inner work and realizing my belief system and what it is that I believe about the world in general, but my personal belief system and my beliefs about the world and what, what, why things happen the way that they do. Wow. That's inspiring. I think I'm going to start, I'm, like I always do with like, you know, talking to you guys, Every time you guys get on the podcast, I get so inspired. I'm like, I need to take notes. I need to write things down. This is just, 
It's amazing. And and this part for me, I think it's very, during these times, very therapeutic because it's, it's just awesome to hear people uh, being so motivated by simple, I call them simple things, but they're just things that, that are involved in being a human being, you know, And, and, and it just inspires me to hear all you guys and how you guys are being motivated. Now you, you have a company called Razar. Tell us about it. Yeah, sure. So um, Razar is a tech marketplace. Uh, we are building a company that allows content creators, um, millennial and Gen Zers in particular, to be able to work with brands in order to help brands with content that they need. So we're automating content creation at scale. We call it content as a service. And essentially, um, we have content creators um, focus on a variety of different content pieces that they can make for brands that they the brands can then use across their websites and their social media or their digital media properties. Oh, wow. And that, what made this is your passion. So what made you oh, yeah. reach this goal? Well, I think a couple of things. One is when I was growing up, I dealt with a lot of different teen issues. And um, I really wanted to help young people, even my high school had a television station. So I got involved in broadcast journalism at a very young age, not even realizing that's what it was. Um, And I would host shows and with a friend of mine and we would have um, like doctors or psychologists come on the show and the students would talk about we would have our peers come on and talk about different issues dealing with like mental health. Um, like eating disorders, depression, or just fitting in, things related to that nature. And I realized the more that we could create this type of content where young people were, um, in a sense, like gathering together to talk about their issues or to not feel so alone with their issues, it really empowered them. And not only empowered them, it also empowered me. And it made me think like, wow, like this could really, these types of like platforms in this sense could really help change the world and how young people see themselves and what they aspire to do. So then fast forward, I decided to Are you there? Ashley, I lost you. I don't know if you can hear me. Thanks for having me too. Oh no! Thank you for being on. Thank you for being patient. Yeah. I, I, oh yeah, no problem. This is—I was very surprised right now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, three, two, one. So Ashley, you're the CEO of a company called Razar. Tell us about how you got started and the passion behind it. Yeah. So I've always have loved um, things related to youth and young adults um, and different issues that younger generations go through. And I guess particularly because I've dealt with a lot of teen issues growing up. And when I was in high school, I didn't even realize this was broadcast journalism, but my high school had a television station and I uh, started hosting shows for them. And I was so interested in this idea of helping or like teen issues. Um, I decided to connect with one of my friends and we decided to produce a show called Teen Issues Overrated. And we'd have these our peers of ours come on the show to talk about different issues that they were going through, whether it was like eating disorders, depression, or like fitting in, whatever. But what we noticed though, and what I particularly noticed was how empowered the young people felt when they were not only um, 
hearing from other young people dealing with the same issues, but being able to have like a space and like a platform to be able to express how they were dealing with these issues. And it really um, struck a chord with me where I was like, wow, I wonder, I really would like to pursue this as a career, or at least um, have some type of focus on this. So once I realized from my television advisor that this was broadcast journalism, like the news, <laughs> um, I went to the University of Southern California. I, I applied there and got in, uh, thankfully, and majored in broadcast and digital journalism. But then while I was in school, luckily, because of these experiences in high school, I was able to get a lot of opportunities, but a lot of my peers were not. I noticed or talked to people and they had really struggled with getting internships sometimes, or there are only so many spots, or even on campus, um, even for me at times, there were only so many spots to be an anchor or to be a reporter. So it was really um, challenging. And as I entered into my career as a journalist and at these um, big entities like NBC News or USA Today or um, this a station in Baltimore, a radio station, it was similar um, I would hear the same thing from interns and the interns would tell me how could they build their portfolio? Could they um, publish work while they were interning to really build their portfolio? And I would always really try to give them opportunities to do that so they could show that they had real world experience. And so I was like, I wonder if there's a way to create a platform where I could have young people who want to go into fields like journalism or who want to um, maybe have like a side hustle of some sort or, you know, or pursue careers in journalism in some sort or marketing, they could be able to work with brands to do so. And then I also kept reading things about how brands are really struggling with reaching Gen Z and millennials. So um, we really wanted, I really wanted to merge the two with my team, really wanted to merge the two to help them be able to work together and help the, um, it to be mutually beneficial really for both parties. That is so cool. I think that is so cool because one of the, so TD Image is a marketing company and we do uh, all mm -hmm. aspects of marketing. We kind of bring the whole thing into one place uh, to help businesses save time and money. And so I cool. think this is so cool because one of the things that I hear all the time is that is exactly what you say is that a lot of uh, established businesses that try to reach young millennials, they don't know how to. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's, and, and such a difficult thing for them. And that this is like, you're like an incredible solution for them. So I hope they do hear this podcast and they're like, Hey, I'm gonna contact Ashley. She's got the solution. So, but that is, that's awesome because I, like, like I said, even in our businesses, we do hear this a lot from, uh, from people. And, and I think today, one of the things that I do talk about and I do focus on is that there's a big difference when it comes to numbers and people. And you have to know the people that you're reaching out to. You can't just treat them as numbers, especially when it comes to young folks. They are, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm the older generation and I cannot mm -hmm. flip through uh, Instagram or whatever new channel, WhatsApp, not WhatsApp, but uh, what's uh, what's that new channel that everybody's on right now? Oh, TikTok. TikTok, yes. yes. <laughs> it takes me five minutes to look at one video. And, yeah, I totally and people are rattly. Because I work with a lot of millennials and, and they're just flipping through them and they're just like analyzing each video. And I'm like, how are you doing that? Yeah, so it's, it's literally a different market, a, a different formula that yes. you have to understand to catch these uh, young people's eyes. So yes. I totally uh, understand. I want to ask you this. So when did you, you said you started this? Was it in college? No. So I um, kind of, I wanted, I started like a digital media site when I left NBC, right. but I really didn't know what I was doing with it. Cause I just kind of liked the idea of, for me, it really was, I was also 
really pursuing uh, my dream of being a reporter. And so for me, it was a way for me to also build my portfolio and um, to really help me with getting my foot in the door with getting those types of opportunities. And but I just love the idea. And I had my friends and people that I knew from journalism school or other programs contribute to it. And then once I was at USA Today, we I applied to this um uh, this competition at the, at Harvard University with the African American Student Union, and I was just like applying on a whim, thinking nothing of it, because I was just like, we were so early, like please. But we ended up getting into the finals, and we ended up getting second place. That's amazing. <laughs> and um, while we were there, uh, there was an angel investor who I talked to, and I didn't even know what an angel investor was. Like, I mean, I had been so you know heads down and being a journalist, but once um, the idea really resonated with the judges there and the people there. I was like, well, maybe this could really be a good idea. Maybe I should really pursue this. And then um, as I was working with USA Today more, I realized that I really wasn't passionate about the types of content that I was creating. I really wanted to do more purpose-driven, conscientious, um, uh, younger generation focused type of content. And so it just really, you know, I just decided to take the jump and try to go for it. And that's what I did. I love your website. I'm looking at it as as we speak. I have, I have like four pages of you like up right now. It, <laughs> Thank you. This is, is is so cool because Thank you. I love to hear when people get to. And I've spoken to um, a couple of uh, a couple of journalists, and it's it's just so inspiring when I hear that you guys give back to your community. Let me ask you this: so, mm-hmm. what is the process? How how does a, a, a millennial um, apply or how do they learn to be a, a part of this program? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we still have a lot of building and um, exp- like growth and scaling to do. But right now what we found is um, through like we have a good I mean, we still have a lot of growing to do, but we have a good amount of followers on social media or we've been involved in like um, different younger uh, generation type focused networks, young professional networks and college focused um schools for journalism. So we really try to see um, what the portfolios of the students are when they're like applying to the opportunity and seeing what um, their interests are. And if we like their work, then we then have them um, work with brands as we get brand partnerships or if there's an opportunity that becomes available. So, and for those who are not, the reason why the website right now is really also front facing with being like kind of like a media company is so that they can actually build their portfolio. They can log into the platform, start creating content, get it published. And so as we work with more brands and we see the type of content that they do, we can then be like, oh, well, you should check out, you know, so-and-so's content, their portfolios on our website. Here's a link, blah, blah, blah. Um, as brands reach out to us about different um, content needs that they have. That is so cool. So your platform is literally built by your students. Uh, yeah, well, really, so we, we do have a tech uh, tech and a team and like some developers and that we work with. And um, that, so that's really been how we've been able to get thus far right now with our MVP or I should say very MVP product. Um, and as we continue to grow, um, rebuilding it and then also getting more students to take part in helping us to, you know, even shape what the conversation should be and more making sure that the content's really focused on different right. issues and things that they are dealing with and wanting to navigate. That is so cool because not only are they getting experience, they're getting confidence. 
Thanks. Yeah, exactly. And, and exactly. That, that is so, especially, especially in the media world, you have yeah. to have confidence. You have to have an oomph in, in your yeah. soul because if you don't, it, it can bite you. Um, so let me, let me ask you this. What is, uh, what is the content that you focus on majority? Yeah, I would say it's more purpose driven and there's different layers and <clears throat> elements to what we call purpose driven. Mm-hmm. But, um, in the, overview of the aspect it's really like the aspiration of who someone aspires to be what they aspire to do in the world and the impact that they want to make that is so cool that is so cool <laughs> I, lo- I really loved so i work with kids you know and uh, I, i've gotten uh, i work with orphanages and uh-huh. i think like one of the coolest thing that you can do in the world is invest into yeah. the next generation and yeah. this is so awesome because not only are they learning not only are they getting confidence but they also have the ability to build a future and be able to work to, with actual companies yes like exactly. you don't you don't yeah. hear a lot about uh, a lot of this going on and i think this is yeah. this is something that's so interesting to me and i i love it because i, I like i said if you don't invest in the next generation Mm-hmm. It, it's not a good thing because we're already kind of in bad shape in this generation. So we yeah. need to kind of start investing yeah. in, into, you know, what, what tomorrow is going to bring. And this yeah. is so, so incredible. So thank you. let me ask you this, because I love your, I, I truly love your name, Razar. Where did oh, that come from? <laughs> um, well, I speak Spanish, uh, although I still need to keep practicing to keep it up. And there's a word in Spanish, rizar, which means to ripple or to curl. Mm-hmm. And I really like the idea of the ripple part. I was I was really focused on the ripple effect um, when I was thinking about starting the company and the idea of how one droplet or one thing could um, ripple and create waves and make an impact. And so I really wanted the company to have that type of meaning behind it. And so then when I was looking at Spanish words, I was like, you know what, that's the word. And then we, I had to change the spelling because the domain originally of the actual spelling of the word was taken. But I was like, you know what, this is kind of clever anyway. So we'll just keep it and go with it. That, that is so cool. I love it. My wife is going to love it. My wife is from Bolivia. I'm Brazilian, so you didn't choose a Brazilian word, so I'm kind of upset. But I like the word, so we're so it works. <laughs> well, do you? Let me ask you because I I love hearing stories of success, and I love, and especially when it comes to kids. Do you have any stories of anyone that really like when you were helping them? Mm-hmm. It really blew your mind and inspired you back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't. There's so many students who we've I've personally connected with. The team has connected with that have used Rizar, Um, and so many of them have been able to go on to do to go into careers of journalism or other endeavors that they really wanted to do or got an internship as a result of you know me or someone else writing a recommendation letter or gotten into a school that they wanted to a master program and or something or journalism school or whatever and for recommendation from their experiences with Rizar. so th- to see people being able to live out their purpose and to be able to fulfill their dreams as a result of them i think it being a mutually beneficial relationship where you know they contributed and helped our company with growing we and we want to pay it back and help them with growing um it's just been so fulfilling like beyond words and um I could there like one case in particular I could think of is one of my um, mentees 
who was a part of Rosario when, like, when I was first when I first left USA Today, and he wanted to go into being a reporter, and so I would help him with his um, reel and helped him with the content that he would make for Rosario, and um, eventually he applied for this job. Um, I think in DC and got it. And I wrote, I think I wrote a recommendation or they called me to give him a recommendation. And then, then he ended up leaving um, after growing and going, then he went to a bigger market in Nevada. And I've just been so inspired by what he's been able to accomplish. I'm so proud of him and he's doing really well. That's amazing. That's so (laughs) amazing. Have, have, um, have anything changed during the, uh, this time, how, mm-hmm. how you're teaching kids and how, um, they, um, you inspire them to be creative and learning? Yeah, I think, well, honestly, during this time, cause we are in the process of, of, um, focusing on expanding the company. Mm-hmm. And so I really haven't, um, connected a lot with the students in terms of like our college network program that we normally have in the summer, because we've been doing a lot of internal planning, but um, I still mentor a lot of the students or mentor students through different programs that I'm involved in. And what I have found is that they just really need encouragement. You know, they need to, they need people to believe in them and to make them feel that regardless of the times or what's going on, they have control of their, in some sense of their destiny. They, they can take control of it as much as they can. Um, and to not be discouraged by the different things that are happening to them. And I think um, that has definitely played a role in, in their mindsets. And I hope that I can continue to contribute in that way. That is so true. That is I, like, like I said, we, we, we've gone to different orphanages and um, mm-hmm. I still, one of the most impactful ones that I've gone in was in Haiti. Wow. And um, I can tell you, like, I, I've been to orphanages in Haiti that they have a car battery to plug in to get electricity just for two hours a day. Wow. And when we bring them items, like we went to this one and for, I don't know who, I, I think it was the CEO of the organization uh, told them that I was Brazilian. So mm-hmm. they all wanted to play soccer. And when I got there, it was females versus uh, males. And and we have brought them so many things. We, we brought them like mm-hmm. like boxes of, uh, of clothes and all these items. They didn't care. They didn't care about that stuff. They wow. just wanted the quality time with another mm-hmm. human being. Yeah. And that was so cool to experience. It was just, it just really taught me. It, 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 I take those lessons and I really link them to business because to me you have to separate the number and the person you have to treat every number as a person you can't just say okay the ori work works as these numbers uh come Mm -hmm. in and these numbers go out no because Mm -hmm. each number signifies a person and you have Mm -hmm. to learn how to deal with that person to create a long-lasting relationship because if you Mm -hmm. treat them as a number i can i can guarantee you majority of the time the relationship is not going to last so if you treat them as people it becomes something that's so long lasting it's incredible and that was the whole thing they they just taught me that the human experience between each other was so much more important than any clothes anything else necessities that they needed they just wanted to and by the way the females team did beat the males team i just wanted to say that I was happy. We we got we really got creamed. I think it was like I remember correctly, it was like six to one. It's like I didn't know what to do. I'm like, you guys, I can't go to Brazil. For- <laughs> yeah, so we we can definitely take some bet when we need to. Yeah, sure. I was like, I, I I can't go to Brazil for like two years right now. So. Yeah. 
But that is so, that's so, so what are your plans in the, what, what you're expanding? So what are your plans and what are you looking to do uh, with Rizar? Yeah, I mean, really just continuing to grow. And I mean, I know it's like a general aspect, but in all ways that you would think with the company in terms of our, particularly in terms of our impact, I don't want to just create another type of um, tech platform or media type of platform just for creating it for sakes. Like I want it to be impactful and to really help shape the idea of what content creation should be, can be, and pushing our world and um, positively transforming people. Um, additionally, I really want us to increase as well with our content creators and being able to help them and expanding on different um, colleges or with um, different like influencer like groups. And also just the, the impact that we can have for our customers too, in terms of helping them with their different needs and really being able to pinpoint even more um, in a granular sense of how we can really help them in growing their customer base or their other brand facing consumer facing um, uh, things in light in, the, in light of that. So I think those are really things that we'll be focusing on upcoming and things with our technology. Wow. If Rizar was at a point, which I think it is already, mm-hmm. where you can say you've reached your goal, where would that point be? Sorry to put a tough question. <laughs> you can tell when I like it. <laughs> I, heard, I heard the breathing and she's like, oh no, that's that question. <laughs> what is the meaning of life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, you know, I think to me, like this is, it is just the very beginning in terms of what I really believe the company can become. So, I mean, in my big vision of it is just to be a worldwide company, even though we have worldwide creators, but really hitting different um, brands worldwide, creators worldwide, and really um, taking hold of mainstream conversations in various parts of the world. Because of the, the interesting part about the millennial and Gen Z, con- the millennial and Gen Z um, generations, I should say, not content creators specifically, but both of the generations, we around the world, we're all going through the same exact issues, right? Like whether it's education issues, whether it's economic issues, whether it's um, just government issues and like how we're shaping what's going on in terms of our infrastructures and our different communities. And I think there's, there's, especially now with the globalization, there's such a key way of us all coming together to really, really change the world even more than before. And not that other generations prior to haven't, you know, they've definitely of course have done incredible things, but I mean, it's just so interesting now because of technology and what the, the possibilities are. And so because of those possibilities, my team and I really want to be at the forefront of leading this change, or at least being one of the players and leading this positive change um, through content and through all these things related to digital tools that we now have. And so um, as we move forward in terms of the bigger vision for Rizar, it's really being able to, if I could say, just looking back and being, um, I guess, proud or fulfilled is that we really um, shaped and changed policies. We changed the way infrastructures were. We changed the way young people saw themselves and how they're leading their communities and how they're leading or changing things that are really frustrating to them or irritating them. We've changed how education plays out in our world. So to me, once we've really um, have been able to at least tap into starting that ripple then I will be definitely fulfilled in that um, the mission of the company um, came into fruition. 
Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's, that's such a, and I think yesterday that might've looked impossible, mm -hmm. but today mm -hmm. how we see the world can come together and how not even just in yeah. America, but in so many different countries as we see them, like them fighting for same causes all over the place. Yeah. It's something that is so attainable. And I, I love it because not only it's, is it attainable, but it's visually attainable. So oh, that yeah. means that people are more inspired to yeah. step forward and people are more inspired to do something to help motivate someone or help move, uh, move forward a, a, another movement. And, and I think that's, that's incredible. So I, I yeah. I'm, I'm right there beside you. So I hope like <laughs> all this comes to fruition. I'm, I'm truly excited. I think we have learned this year and it's sad to say that this coronavirus has been here mm -hmm. truly this whole year. Yeah. But we have learned this year the importance of being a human being. And yeah. Being there for each other. Yeah. It is so vital. It is so important to, and me, I, I'm from Brazil. Mm -hmm. So, and I know I said that before, but no, it sounds, cool. sounds like cool. I'm, I'm very proud of it. They're great. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful, from what I, I've never been there. I hope to be, but. I hope to one day, but it's a beautiful country from what I've read about it and from the pictures that I've seen. So please go, please go. You'll love yeah. it. Um, but I said, I studied Latin American countries in college for like, that was like my, my minor with international relations, but specifically though, Latin American countries. So, yeah. And, and here's the thing about Latin. It's not just Brazil, definitely mm -hmm. Latin cultures and a lot of other different cultures that I, I love. And I think here, we have, because here things move, in the United States, a lot of things move really, really fast. Yeah. So we lose touch with the basics. Basic meaning is that um, a lot of families lose touch with each other. A lot of people really focuses on career and, and not that they don't focus on, on each other or families, but that does almost, you don't have time to make that the primary focus. And exactly. a lot of other countries... It's so interesting because family people are actually primary and that's like that that's literally the focus and, and a, a job comes second. And mm -hmm. so me being of the Latin culture, I, I, I am like that. And mm -hmm. uh, as you pr okay. probably study the Latin culture, you, you know that the family is such a big thing. Oh yeah. And I think that I, today, like we've learned that we're like the world is such a big family. Yeah. It is such a big family and we're re and it's cool because I think in a way it's reconnecting, mm -hmm. uh, even though there's, there's a lot of bad things happening, but I think in a, in a way right now, what we're seeing is a breakthrough and we're reconnecting, we're reconnecting yeah. to understand each other. Yeah. And, it, and it's so, so awesome. We totally like, this is a business podcast, but we totally <laughs> went into this. I love it. I really do. It's, this is great because like I said, I'm inspired by people and, uh, and I'm truly excited talking to you. And I love hearing about the things that you're doing with, with kids. I think it's something that, that it's so needed. I hope this podcast, I hope this is one of the ones that go viral because oh, this is really, really cool. And I think a lot of kids need that, need this. And Thank you. So, so let me ask you, how can someone find out more about you, find out more about what you're doing? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, um, probably just through look like on social media. I'm pretty active sometimes when it's a little busier than other times. I'm not as much like I need to put something on my Instagram right now. (laughs) Um, But usually through social media, I'm pretty much active, especially on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, And also just through connecting through Rosard's website. Um, I'm happy to reach out um, with like if an email comes in and um, just through my personal website. Awesome. Awesome. And we're going to have that link on your episode so everybody can get in touch with you and help you and kids can get motivated and say, I want to be a rock star journalist. I'm going to talk to Ashley and we're going to make it happen. I'm so excited. Ashley, Thank thank you so much for your time. I, yeah, no, thank you so much. And I love your podcast and I love how you're inspiring so many people to pursue their passions and their purpose. So thank you so much for what you're doing. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. 